Professional, your weekly Google podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 190, and welcome to my front porch. I hope you're doing well wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Whatever time of day that you're listening to this, I hope you're doing really, really great. Um, recently, as I've been sitting out here on my front porch, I've been trying to exercise gratitude. Um, when is the last time? Now, I, I know I've talked about this quite a bit, but it's actually been kind of a life-changing thing for me recently. Uh, but sitting out here and just exercising gratitude. So when was the last time you really were just grateful? Like you woke up in the morning. Now, listen, I, I know. So many stresses go into the day. Many of you are waking up and checking your phone, looking at your calendar and going after that, you know, and because there's a lot to do, right? You got a lot to provide for. You got a lot to clean up. You got these mongrels that live in your home that you love so much, but they're they're just going to start <laughs> the moment they wake up, they're going to start taking, right? Because they need food and they need care and they need a drive. And so uh, many times in the midst of all of that, gratitude gets lost because you just get into the grind. And so instead of the gratitude, you get into the grind. And so I'm wondering what it would look like for you to slow down every morning, wake up in the morning, and one of your first thoughts is a gratitude thought. It's just, what are you grateful for? Right off the bat, I'm grateful to take a breath. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful for a new day. I'm grateful for a home. I'm in a bed. I'm like sleeping in a bed with pillows and sheets. Like, that's pretty awesome. Many of you wake up in the morning and you drink a big cup of water, right? That's a big deal. And maybe just go, I'm so grateful that I have fresh drinking water that comes out of a faucet, right? And many of you uh, drink it out of water bottles. Like, that's mind-blowing, you know? Uh, uh, You have it coming out of your faucet, but you drink it out of a water bottle. We do that here because our water is a little hard here in Phoenix, and so we have water bottles, and we, you know, I make my coffee with that, right? I just, I rarely pause, rarely pause, and just like, wow, I should be really grateful for that. There's people around the world that don't have that, and I do, and and I, I think it's changing my heart. It's changing the way I view the day. It's hopefully making me less complainy. I don't even know if that's a word. But it's making me less complainy, right? It's allowing me to kind of redirect and reflect. Man, God, thank you so much. Thank you that I live here. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you see me. So maybe today, uh, instead of getting right to the grind, uh, move to gratitude. See what that does. Uh, For those of you who continue to listen, just want to say thank you so much. So glad. So grateful. All of you listen. And those of you who give on Patreon, thank you, thank you, thank you. We couldn't do this without you. Uh, A reminder that the devotional launched a little while back. And so you can go to lulu, L-U-L-U dot com. And in the search bar, type in front porch devotional for ten dollars you can get your own devotional and go through it 30-day devotional really really proud of it excited to finally get that launched the goal is to continue to launch 30-day devotionals that are based on the podcast that we go through so we'd love for you to go get that check that out all right our uh, passage for today mark 14 38 watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
uh, I've always wanted to be a runner, right? I've always wanted to do it. Uh, the idea of running is captivating to me, right? I watch people like, um, you know, when I go on my walks, I watch people running and, and it, it, they always look for the most part so confident. They, it's, it, they, they feel so uh, uh, driven, right? They're just moving forward and they've got a great rhythm going and it looks like far better exercise than what I'm throwing down. So I thought a while back, like, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to learn how to run, right? And I, and I went after it. Uh, I really wanted to do it, and I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a part of my life. I'm really going to do it. And here's the thing: like I'm fairly athletic. Like I've never been the most athletic. I've never been the best person on a team, but I've always been on the team, and I've always been able to kind of hang. Um, but when I go running, right, my body just completely and utterly shuts down. It just shuts down. I go from looking like an awesome athlete to just like a mangled animal that's like limping along. I'm hyperventilating. I can feel my heart in my throat. My lungs are on fire. And no matter how hard I try to look composed, I am not composed. But the real truth of why this all goes down is because I want to be a runner, but I don't want to train. Right? I want the benefits of running. I want to look awesome when I run. I just don't want to do the training that's involved in running. Right? I don't want to get the right shoes. I don't want to wear the right shorts. I don't want to go through the same routine, the slow process to get you to a place. I don't want to actually go through the pain and the hurt of what it means to train. I don't want to do it. I just want to be a runner. And I think that's the problem for most people in their lives. Is like the desire's there. Like you want to do it. But then everything falls apart when it comes to the discipline and really what's happening and really what's going on. And um, what I find so interesting about Paul, Pastor Paul, we talk all about Paul, the Apostle Paul, is that he helps us understand something about our spiritual journeys. You know, he says, listen, they're not so unlike a boxer or a runner, right? He talks about running the race and he talks about finishing it. And he talks about a boxer and a boxer not wanting to miss punches. And I don't know about you, but this is like super helpful for me because I can see my shortcomings in my spiritual walk as it relates to righteousness, right? This is, I can identify with that. I'm like, yeah, I tried to be a runner and I don't do a great job at it because there's a real problem here. And and that's just it. And um, the, the goal that Paul's trying to talk to us about when it comes to righteousness is we're trying to be like Jesus. And being like Jesus, you can't just wing it. You can't just be like, well, I hope it works out. No, it actually takes some discipline. And so that's why I love this passage so much. I love this passage so much because I, I, used, to, I used to really struggle with it. Um, because I, I, I struggled with loving Jesus. I saw Jesus as this agitated kind of parental figure in my life who was constantly disappointed with, with, his, with his spiritual sons, right? He, and me being one of those spiritual sons, but as he's looking at the disciples who are like these spiritual sons, he, he, like, as I read through the Bible and even this passage, like he's just agitated. He just felt agitated to me. And so this, pra- this passage, um, it read like that for me. It read like an agitated father to a son. You know, Jesus, once again, is addressing Peter, right? His overzealous, 
talk too much, under-delivering follower with this frustrated tone, right? Bro, how do you not see? How do you not get this yet? Can't you see that I'm the Messiah, right? Just stop making promises that you can't keep. You say you love me, well then prove it, right? Right, prove it, be obedient, prove it by not just talking about it, but doing it. You know, and for years, that's what I heard. Maybe as you read this passage or you read the scriptures, that's what you hear. Maybe that's what, why it, it's hard to read the Bible. Maybe it's why you just struggle to read the Bible. Uh, because for you, it's always, every time you read it, you feel like you're in trouble. You feel like you're failing. Because that's the perspective in which you're reading the Bible. This agitated father who's just constantly disappointed in you. But I don't see this passage that way anymore. I see and experience it like this. Like this is what Jesus is saying, really. Hey, Peter. When I started my ministry, the first thing the Spirit of God did was he, he took me into the wilderness. And he took me into the wilderness for 40 days. He took me there to be tempted. And it was so hard. I mean, it was really, really hard, Peter. I... I had to keep on guard and, and watching um, what Satan was trying to do, right? He, he was tempting me in ways I hadn't experienced up to that point. He, he kept twisting my words and trying to deceive me. He kept trying to use my own convictions against me. And they were very subtle. I mean, extremely subtle. I remember this one time I was so hungry and he tempted, he tempted me with that, like, you know, so hungry. You know, and hungry, being hungry is not a bad thing. But what he wanted me to do, you know, Peter, disciples, like what he was trying to do is he wanted me to, to use the gifts that my Heavenly Father gave to me, and he wanted me to use them for selfish reason, reasons. He kept tempting me over and over and over, and it was really, really hard. He wanted me to trust myself and not God. And it was so sneaky. It was so sneaky. I had to constantly be praying. I was constantly asking God for help, for wisdom, and for strength. Because here's the thing, my, my spirit is very strong, but this flesh that God my Father told me to take on, it, it's weak. But here's the thing, yours is weaker right it's weaker because you're not the messiah you're you're not you're not perfect and and i am right because the father and i were, were one but i am fully god and i am fully man and, and it's hard it, i have to say guys it was really tempting me and i could feel it you are going to fail like i'm just telling you all of you you're going to fail and that's really hard. And, and I'm sympathetic towards that because while I've not sinned, I've experienced the full weight of what that sin feels like, how deep it is, how traumatizing it can be. I'm fully Savior. I'm fully sinless. I'm fully Savior. And, and, but I also know the deepest, deepest, deepest recesses of your temptation because I'm human. But I've never given in. I've never given in. 
So here, you know, and, and here's the part that gets me. Like, as you're going along with this with me, hopefully you're listening. Like, this is the part that really gets me. And I hope it gets you too. Peter, disciples. As, I, as I'm thinking through all of this for you, and as, as I've experienced this, you need me. Your flesh and human desires are not strong enough. Right? And here's the thing. I know you want to do the right thing. I really believe you want to do the right thing. But no matter how hard you try, you will fail. No matter how strong your spirit is, your sin nature keeps you tethered back to earth. And Satan knows that. Peter, I'm talking to you specifically now. Like, I know you can't do this on your own, and I love you so much. So I'm going to die the death you were supposed to so that you could be made right with me and my Father. And I'm going to send the Spirit. My Father is sending the Spirit to help you remain righteous, to convict you. You will continue to fall and to fail until I return. But once again, like the Spirit is going to convict you of your sin and remind you of the grace and the mercy that I have given you so you will never forget that you can't do it on your own. This is the great paradox of the human life, right? I don't know what that little narrative did for you, but it was so helpful for me as I was processing through this passage. Sinners are saved, but not on their own merit, or ability it's because of Jesus and when we are weak in our flesh we are strong in Jesus we only need to humble ourselves and receive the grace that that we could not earn Peter was always trying to do it on his own and rejecting Jesus's help but later on after Jesus died and rose again he understood Lord Lord of course of course I love you and he gave up his life so others could experience the love and the grace and the mercy that he had received do the same lean into his love wrestle and deal with the fact that you will fail that your flesh that even though your spirit is strong your flesh is weak and you need Jesus and you need the spirit's help because grace is only good because it is given from God, so receive it from God. So the question is this, where do you need to give up today? And where do you need to give in to God's grace and receive it as strength? Father God, we need you. We need your help. We need your wisdom. We need your care. We need your guidance. Spirit, lead us. Show us. We recognize that we want to do the right thing, but we fail so often and your grace and your mercy are so full and so overwhelming. And so we lean into that today and pray that you would use us for your glory and your honor. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you. Till next time, cheers. Cheers.